It's episode 17 of ADR. Have you ever had really high expectations for a movie and then see it and then you hate it? Maybe something by a director you love and there are new movies coming out and it's on your mind for months because you really want to see it. And then when you finally do, it sucks. Maybe it's something like, I don't know, the director of one of the greatest series of television ever that only got one season and was cancelled by Fox, and then went on to make lots of other TV shows and features and has gained a cult following because he's witty and clever and uses a lot of great characters and actors and makes great female characters that are really strong. And then he makes a movie in 12 days in his house with Shakespearean dialogue in black and white with Nathan Fillion and it sucks, and you're really upset about it because you wanted to see it since it was announced. Much Ado About Nothing by Joss Whedon. I thought it was cute. I thought the way that the old and new elements worked together was interesting, but ultimately failed. The characters are wearing modern-day suits and dresses and using cell phones, and it takes place in a very modern home, yet they're all using Shakespearean language and going to masked balls in the backyard, and I didn't think it worked. It was very cheesy and ugh. I mentioned bad movies yesterday, and there are some bad movies that are fun and laughable. Those are the kinds that I love. This one I was just bored and angered by. I don't get why this one particular Shakespearean thing pissed me off so much. Maybe, like, okay, they spend a lot of time with these characters, and they say lots of things that don't really make much sense. They're just kind of loquacious and rambly. But that's Shakespeare. Maybe... This would have made more sense if I had seen, like, Shakespeare in an actual period piece, like sometime when Shakespeare was actually writing. Take that kind of stuff and put it into modern day, and it just doesn't make much sense. I haven't seen Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, but I've heard that's a lot of the criticism of it, taking these old bits of dialogue and concepts and things and bringing them into modern day doesn't make sense. I've ranted a lot, so some positives. Uh, the cast was very good. Clark Gregg, Nathan Fillion the stoner dude from Cabin in the Woods, one half of Garfunkel and Oates, and a few other random people I'd never heard of, they were all very good. They said their dialogue with about as much fervor and emotion as they possibly could, given the fact that they're standing in modern-day California. Okay, they say Italy because that's where the original story takes place. This is so obviously California that whenever they say Italy or Venice or whatever, it totally throws me off. Maybe that's just because I know this is Joss Whedon and he filmed it in his house in 12 days after the Avengers finished. Someone last night mentioned that that's probably why he filmed this in black and white. He did this really quickly with not much prep time and didn't have much time to frame shots and make it look pretty in terms of lighting, so black and white just kind of masks that. His lack of prep also comes across in the way he frames his shots and some of the shot choices he makes. Dialogue scenes go perfectly well until he cuts to a random Dutch angle from some vantage point we hadn't seen already, and it's just distracting. It doesn't add anything to it at all. Speaking of distracting, okay, I love Joss Whedon. His humor is great. It made the Avengers what it is. Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, and Joss Whedon are a match made in heaven. His humor does not work for a Shakespearean piece. There are some really funny bits where... Characters flub what they're supposed to say, and they're just confused, and they look at the camera like, I don't know, it's Shakespeare. Okay, that works, maybe, for something, uh, I don't know. Like, But no, that didn't work for this. 
there's one scene in the movie at one of the weddings, one of the many weddings in this movie, where a character says something and all the characters look at him really awkwardly and he says something more awkward. And then the characters look at him some more and he steps off the frame in shame. And that's the kind of awkward humor you'd expect from Joss. It felt so out of place while people were spouting Shakespearean monologues. Which reminds me, I was in the middle of talking about what the movie does right before I went on the tangent of everything else the movie does wrong. Which was the actors. They were all very good. Um, Yeah, that's all I can say about them. So now that you've heard all of that, a word about expectations. I was really excited to see this. Joss Whedon, Shakespeare, two of my favorite things, featuring a lot of great Joss Whedon regulars, shot in his house in 12 days, Pure Joss, no studios or anything, he funded it himself. Where could this go wrong? Fact is, I didn't think this movie was nearly as good as I thought it would be. Which pissed me off, because I want to be right about how I feel about it. I'm a fan of a lot of different things. A lot of different directors, specifically. So when a director has a new movie coming out, and I'm really excited for it, I will have high expectations, because I love everything else they've done, Why shouldn't I love everything they're going to do in the future? It's even worse for me because when I hear that a director is coming out with a new movie, it's on my mind for months. I haven't stopped thinking about Nymphomaniac since I first saw that crazy trailer for it. Wes Anderson and Moonrise Kingdom. I love Wes Anderson, and I had such high hopes for Moonrise Kingdom. And when I first saw it, I loved it because it fulfilled my expectations. It was so Wes Anderson, and it was perfect. Spike Jones with Her. I love everything else he's done. Her, I was skeptical about, but I still loved it because it's fantastic, as everyone's been saying. Maybe those two examples are because I wanted the movies to be so good that I told myself they were that good. Whether or not Her and Moonrise Kingdom are as good as I think they are is up for debate. I know a lot of people that just casually like Moonrise Kingdom and Her. Whereas I think they're both the best movies made in their respective years. But I've never been burned so much by an expectation as I have by Much Ado. Now I'm grasping at straws looking for things to be angry about about the movie. Like, I called Shakespeare loquacious. That's so uncalled for. Now I'm just, like, grasping at straws. So what I'm going to do is re-watch the movie with a different attitude. It's not what I think it is. The movie is what it is. I seem to be the only person that doesn't like it, so I'm definitely missing something. I don't know. I am really excited to see Grand Budapest Hotel, Nymphomaniac, and Inherent Vice. But I don't know how my expectations of those movies are going to impact how I actually feel about them when I watch. Now I'm a little bit scared, because if this happens with something like Much Ado, can it happen with Wes Anderson or Lars von Trier? Maybe it's because Much Ado is such a different movie for Joss Whedon that I went into it expecting another Dr. Horrible. I guess the moral of the story is don't go into a movie expecting anything too specific. Just let the movie be what it is. And if all else fails, maybe a cathartic rant on a podcast is the best way to go. We'll talk again tomorrow. 